you're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. And thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. My name's Clive and I'm joined by Ricky. Hello, Ricky. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, pleased to announce that we have, for the first time in a while, got a fatal four-way for tonight. We've got JR with us back. How are you doing, JR? I'm good. How are you all? Good. And Barry, welcome back to the show. Hello everybody, and thanks for having me back again, it's great to be here. It's actually quite fitting, Ricky, isn't it, that we're all four of us here, because although we've been on the Social Suplex podcast network, sneaky plug there, for just a few months, we've actually been doing this for a year, and it is the Thursday after the Rumble that we've been doing this since since 2017, so happy birthday to one and all. Happy anniversary, it's been a special year. Uh, we did we say we were going to do something about that, Ricky? We after I think after our first episode or in the build up to the first episode, we thought we would reveal something, but I'll leave that down to you to make the reveal. We said that if we're still doing this podcast after a whole year, then we will reveal our real names. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so Barry's real name is. <laughs> No. Clive, believe it or not. Uh, uh, so, for those of you who are like not idiots, this is a, obviously this, these aren't our real names. Uh, and obviously, people in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group will know that my name is Brian. Brian Kinsella, right? So, we will explain why we have these nicknames in a wee minute. But, Clive, do you want to. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, do you want to tell them what your real name is? My real name is Murtaza Zahir but I go by the name of Mooch and yep so like we say we've kept it under wraps for a year and I will I will still like to be known as Ricky though why oh, that's your ring name and as you can tell by by my my name I am actually Asian <laughs> that was that wasn't that wasn't kayfabe uh the reason that we have these bizarre nicknames is uh, Mooch and myself used to work with each other uh, in a government building which shall remain nameless and we would phone customers on the phone and they would say what's your name sir? and I would say Brian and some guy thought I said Clive so he was like right thank you Clive thanks for letting me know uh, and, and funnily enough someone called in to the building and wanted to speak to me and this is a true story and they say I said my name's Mooch how can I sort of help blah 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 and they called me Ricky so the exact same <laughs> scenario for the both of us and they somehow got our names completely mixed up so that's how we came up with Ricky and Clive it seemed like a good idea at the time and do you know what it's sticking so we are... and, and also um, a shout out to the, to the social suplex guys and anyone else that might listen we would like you to actually say our name into the group chat or on a tweet to us please just to make sure so we know that you actually do listen to the podcast 
Oh, they do. Don't worry about that. I know. I know. I'm just being, you know. So I know they do. Um, so you're listening to the Mooch and Brian wrestling show, but it doesn't have the same ring to it. Nah, but I, I, I'll never now be known as Mooch. I know what they call Mooch. I'll be Ricky. You'll get your children to call you Ricky as well. Yep, Father Ricky. Right. <laughs> so, will we talk about some actual wrestling then? I suppose so. What we'll do is we'll start off. Uh, we introduced the predi- pay-per-view predictions thing to the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group this week. Um, so we'll go through them first with regards to the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Uh, Facebook group for fourteen points. They got ten points for Nakamura, seven points. No, one point for AJ, one point for Usos, one point for the Bar. They said they wanted. They thought Braun would win. But I don't think they meant that. I think they wanted Braun to win, not... I can't see Braun and Brock. I'm going to just give them a point, right? (laughs) (laughs) JR, you got one point for the bar, the Usos, Brock and AJ, but those were the only points you got, so you got four. And that takes your total up to 61 points. Barry, you got... 12 points because you get 10 points for picking Nakamura and you also got AJ and Brock correct Ricky you got 1, 2 3 13 points you picked Asuka AJ and Brock and the bar and myself in in my defence before you continue in my defence I wasn't allowed to change my pick from Rusev remember nobody said you weren't allowed to you did Moving on, uh, so, <laughs> uh, so you had 84 points, Barry, you're on 82 points, and I am back in the lead with 93 points after I got a staggering 24, a clean sweep of Nakamura, Asuka, AJ, Brock, Usos, and the Bar. Now, I know it might be a, a wee bit unfair that 10 points were given to the Rumble winner, but you're picking one man out of 30 there, and one woman out of 30, so... There's plenty of time to catch up. So thanks for joining in. <laughs> uh, right, so now I will actually talk about some wrestling. In my humble opinion, now this has sparked a wee bit of a debate, this was my favourite NXT TakeOver event so far that we had, the Philadelphia one, and I'll get to why in a wee while, but... Barry, why don't you tell us first what you thought about the takeover Philadelphia on Saturday night? Well, as it will be known from this pod, I'm not, not that I'm not a fan of NXT, I just don't find the time to religiously follow it every week. Um, and I must admit, Ricky, Ricky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, Clive. Um, I will agree, actually, that's probably the best one I've seen as well. Uh just for the two matches really I thought they could have just won it over for me but I thought the other matches were quite interesting as well but uh, weirdly enough uh, Extreme Rules match wasn't the match of the night it belonged to the NXT title match that was just that's what wrestling's all about that match that's why we love it so much it's just a out and out if you're trying to teach somebody how to wrestle watch this match <laughs> Speaking of the Extreme Rules match, JR, I was, as you know, I was texting you back and forth about Alistair Black, or Tommy End as he was known, and I had went down the 
insane championship wrestling rabbit hole looking at videos of Tommy End <coughs> in ICW and I was really pumped for his match and it didn't disappoint. I would go so far as to say that that was one of the better weapons matches that WWE have put on in quite some time. What do you think about that? I I thought it was a good match. I think like those two guys have definitely got their character down, so it kind of felt like a, a big deal, a big deal. And uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say I remember saying that a few takes saying that their two matches would be hard to beat that whole weekend actually, and there's a good chance they still are hard to beat. <laughs> In terms of match quality, they are hard to beat. And, uh, but I, I do want to quickly touch on the other matches first if I can find the sort of wee notes that I jotted down about it the tag title match where are we, here we go I really enjoyed the tag title match much more than I thought I would I will be, people will know I'm not a huge fan of Authors of Pain but I think War Games suited their style uh, but I think I enjoyed the story of their weakness in this one where you had Razor's leg being the focal point the injury that he had that was, I know that's typical fair but to use that story in the, the sort of failed attempt at a super collider that was really good it feels like a while since we've had a like a sort of just back to basics tag match in NXT so that I did enjoy that and they did use that same sort of injury injury throughout a match with uh, Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon when Ember Moon was just being destroyed by Shayna Baszler that was an awesome hype video as well for that women's match but I enjoyed the finish of that as well I thought it made both of them look strong where you had Baszler was just brutal with the armbar stuff but Ember to get the sneaky win with the sort of tight gripped roll up I thought that made both of them look strong so I did enjoy that the Velveteen Dream Cassius Ono that was good uh, it's not Velveteen Dream's best match it wasn't as good as the Alistair Black one that he had last takeover but Velveteen Dream is one over man right now so keep going keep getting him on the takeovers where you've got a slightly increased audience of people watching him I think there's good thing, really really good things destined for him and if he's handled well then the sky's the limit but the talking point and it has just been announced as well JR you told us earlier that the Andre Dalmas and Johnny Gargano match got five stars from Mr. Dave Meltzer. Oh, yes. Would you agree with that? Um, I think that, like, it, there's kind of, like, a weird air about the two of them, like, Gargano and Almas now. They kind of feel, like, they kind of felt big time. Do you know what I mean? It, the, the wrestling skill was really there. The selling and the facial expressions throughout the match was just, was amazing. Um, like the the speed, like because at the start, like obviously they were doing the like the kind of more catch wrestling kind of stuff, and then they moved into just like pretty much just going at a really high pace. So there was like different stories throughout. It was really really good. Good use of uh, Vega, good use of uh, Gargano's wife as well. Aye, and then the aye, it was it was really good. So yeah, five stars, probably justified and. Um, I don't know why they didn't use Gargano in the Rumble. That would have... I mean, I was happy that Almas got used in the Rumble, but can you imagine the pop if Gargano went out there? I suppose they were probably trying to sell the whole thing with him being attacked. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought, because I was expecting to see him in the Rumble as well, but 
that guy can sell, can't he? He can sell uh, injury really well. Uh-huh. The whole Pure, total old school. So that's probably the reason behind it. Aye. That's uh-huh. probably why they're not appearing normal. I will go on record as saying that's probably the best WWE match I've seen in a long, long time. And I might even go as far back as Triple H and HBK, Undertaker at their first WrestleMania encounter. Uh, What do you mean CM Punk and Cena? Aye, five stars. (laughs) That one. Money in the bank. Aye. No, it's not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best NXT match I've seen since probably Nakamura and Sammy's in. That was also an I'd excellent match. Ricky, what were, you, what were your thoughts on the takeover? In that match especially? Um, opening match, kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid start to a good pay-per-view. Um, I, I really like Fish. I think he's really, really good. Um, Velveteen Dream, even whenever... Every single time I see him now, I'm just getting more and more impressed. And I didn't even think it was kind of possible for that to sort of happen. Um, just purely because of how impressed I have been, I didn't think it was possible for me to continue continue being that impressed and continue being that blown away by him. Um, the 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 match between Alistair Black and um, Adam Cole had some right brutal moments in it. Oh, um, I, know. I really enjoyed that match. Uh, the women's match as well. The right women win, but I think at the same time, like you say, they've kept both both women strong, especially what they've done after the match. Um, I say I've been on record saying I'm, I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of Ember Moon, um, and, and I really look forward to when she eventually comes up to the main roster because I think she'll do really well. I think her wrestling skills are every bit as good as anyone's I've seen in terms of the women. Um, <clears throat> and then moving on to that main event. Five stars. It's fine. At the end of the day, that's just one man's opinion. But it's some. It's someone who carry whose opinion carries a lot of weight. Uh, it was justified. Um, unbelievable. Uh, and then obviously we get the thing after the match, which could fit, uh, lead to uh, obviously it's going to lead to further another match down the road. But that match itself, I've got to say, um, whether whether WWE do it or not, I don't know if they ever will. But in Johnny Gargano, you have got. Without a doubt, the biggest baby face of your company if you wanted to pull the trigger on him. If he was brought up to the main roster, you're talking about the biggest baby face since Daniel Bryan. Without a doubt in my mind. That's a big claim. I'm not saying he, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be as over as, as over as Daniel Bryan, etc. But that without a doubt in my mind, probably along with Sami Zayn, are the two biggest baby faces you could get and I think Gargano's just special. And I think he's got that- something really special in him. I think with Gargano, you've got something more special than Sammy, and that kind of hurts because see, when I was like watching that match, like that was the thing I was thinking. I'm like, who have they got babyface wise that's better than this? And I was like, Sammy, and I'm like, no, like he's he's better than that now, like because he's like fucking, he's been hitting the fucking gym hard as well, and he fucking looks good out there. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, he's got the full character. Right. See, I think that as well, and I think I think in terms of being that sort of sympathetic babyface, like the underdog. I would say more so Gargano, but I think in terms of pure wrestling ability, Sammy's in my mind is one of the top five without a doubt in that company. So in that uh, sense, but like I say, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. I think if you sh- if you pull the trigger with either one, you're literally going to have this baby face. It's just going to be so huge and could do so much business and bring in so much money. Um, but it's whether or not they actually pull the trigger with them. And the problem is, 
I mean, when you look at him size-wise, etc., you just know he's most likely going to be destined to go to 205. And, it, and no disrespect to 205, but he's such a wasted talent on that. Yes. He he's, would be. I mean, I'm not. He might not go there, but I'm just. I'm just projecting ahead in my mind. So you, I think if they fucking let them off the leash on two hundred five, and you get like people like Rod, uh, Roderick Strong in there, he's on next way week. More stars, like yeah, is he? He's on next week, aye. Uh huh. I mean, fucking, you could end up with a really fucking cool division there, and I think that's the only way that Gargano really survives two hundred five live, is if just they, they keep pumping talent into it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's obviously they've obviously got a plan with him in mind with um, the attack from Champa at the end. And I was at first when I saw what had happened, I was a wee bit underwhelmed by what happened. But I thought, you know what, Champa's actually probably still literally le- legitly injured, so that was enough for me. But Ricky, what were your thoughts on Champa's actions at the end? Fuck that baldy bastard. <laughs> In kayfabe sense, not personal, but fuck Champa. Um, <laughs> just, like you said, he, he, he's obviously still legit injured because he had the, the knee brace on. Um, whether or not we can start, we'll, I don't actually know where we'll get that match at Mania now. I didn't think he, I thought, I, I thought he would come down and interfere in the match. And I think a few of us thought that. But I, it's obviously going to lead to a match, obviously down the road, but when that is, don't know. But it just makes you hate Champa even more. Uh, I mean, in this day and age where the heels get cheered, he is a hated figure in the wrestling world. And I think, uh, to be honest, I think not a lot, but a lot. Uh, yes, a lot. I suppose not a lot, but not all of it. I think comes down to Gargano and how much of a sympathetic babyface he is, and how much people love him, and how much people love DIY. Uh-huh. And it was almost like that Kevin Owens, um, Sammy, uh, Kevin Owens Jericho moment where they. KO turned on Jericho and everyone was heartbroken because we all thought we all knew it was going to come but I don't think anyone was like emotionally prepared for it uh-huh. so it was an effective that first time they did it was effective and this wasn't as effective because it was kind of people knew it was going to happen but it was still a, I, I, a traumatic I would moment say, I, it was, I would say people knew it was going to happen but see once that match ended I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen then I was like, right, well, if he was going to come down, it would have been to cost him a title, which he never had. But, but then, as you saw him walking back up, and you're like, right, you kind of expect something to happen now, because that's how it went down last time. Um, and that's how it went down as well with um, um, when Ad- Adam Cole debuted as well. So, no. got, got the impression just a couple of minutes after the match that something might happen. But I think once the bell rang, I was like, right, well, Champa's not coming, so... In that sense, it sort of did still come as a, a slight surprise. Uh-huh. I didn't see that coming either, to be honest with you. I kind of thought it killed the sort of mood after that. Even though it was the last match, it sort of kind of deflated the whole match for me. Mm. I didn't see the need for it, although I don't follow it religiously, so maybe there was a need for it to happen. Uh-huh. It was expected, like you're saying, but I don't know if it was the right time. Maybe I'm wrong, but... One of the things they need to watch out for at the takeovers is... They've always they've the last few. I don't think they did it last time, but um, when the graphic comes up at the end, see the wee copyright graphic logo. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. usually happens after that. That's that's what I was saying. They've done that now. I think three times because, like I say, we've done it the first time. Gargano, the first time. I saw you did Gargano, I... and then did. I'm pretty certain they've done it when when Drew when Drew won the title and um, 
Adam Cole debuted, I'm sure the graphic came on at that point. I just like I know they have done it. It's just they need to watch that people don't expect that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would say I, I love the show and. I did a wee poll on the Facebook group again where it was, I think, the top three overall were this one, the Dallas one that JR was at, and mm-hmm. also the first Brooklyn one. First Brooklyn one where you had Sasha versus Bailey, another belter of a match. But this one, for me, if I had three hands, I would give it three thumbs up. That's how much I enjoyed that takeover. <laughs> so, will we move on to Sunday night then? That'd be great. Barry, what were your thoughts on? I mean, I personally had no issues with this at all, but were you happy with the women closing the show? The booking? Sorry, just sort of cut out a wee bit there for yourself. Sorry, I was just saying, were you happy with the women closing the show? The women closing, sorry. Um, Well, as you know, I watched it live and. It came as a big shock to me when they said it was the men's Royal Rumble coming next, which was the third match. It took me a few minutes to sort of register what was going on, actually. So then I had the time to register because I was watching it live. So I then started to think, oh, that means because Ronda Rousey's going to win it. So I had that in my head. Um, I'd seen previous uh, rumours beforehand that said Undertaker was spotted in Philadelphia. So I thought... Well, if he's spotted, he's going to interfere or enter the Rumble, so it'll be on last. So that's how it also came as a shock to me that it was third. But at the time, I did, but I never had it when it happened because it was absolutely tremendous. <laughs> Potentially better than the guys one. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really enjoyed the both of them. The women's one that was, I was surprisingly, I was emotionally touched by it. I was just really enjoying it, and it was a real feel good um, Rumble. And I, mm-hmm. pop, I popped when Lita came out. I didn't pop when Lita nearly killed herself with that moonsault. That was horrific. <laughs> like, she shouldn't. She shouldn't wrestle again. That was hard to watch, to be honest. Which was a shame. <laughs> she looks quite heavy as well. I, could, I did nearly. She just looked a bit slow and laborious. But it was a picture of them all standing together, and compared to the current woman, compared to her, you could just see she was out of shape. You could, I tell you, if he was in shape, Molly Holly, get her back in the main roster right now. I know. <laughs> he was amazing. But what she done when she came out later was set the tone that then I thought, I went, oh, here we go, we're getting lots of legends on this. <laughs> One thing, JR, what are your thoughts on this? That um, quite a lot of the legends were eliminating the current roster, and I think there was a bit too much of that going on in the Women's Rumble, especially. I think because nobody really gives a fuck about Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, or fucking, I don't know, Michelle McCool. I think Michelle McCool put out like five people. Excuse me. You know, trying to like get your current roster over, so they should be eliminating the legends, because that means next year you don't need to rely on so many fucking gimmick people coming in, and maybe mm. have a rumble match like the, the one that happens later on, you know? Aye. I I think that's a good point, but I just seen it in a way that they felt a wee bit bad back in the day, leading that, known as divas, and they never got an opportunity to be in a rumble like this. So maybe they just thought a few of them deserve to eliminate some up and up and comer members of the roster. Just a thought I had. Ricky, mm. what were your thoughts on the women's rumble? Um, first of all, I was also surprised they closed. Um, to me, it. I don't. I, I, when it, when like, the same with Barry when 
it took me a minute to realise they said the men's one was next. I thought I misheard it until they started. Mm-hmm. Until uh, then, uh, then um, entry number one came out, and I was I was I was quite blown away, but in a good sense. And then it didn't actually register with me that Ronda Rousey could be in the rumble. Like I was, my mindset was like, oh well, they've put the women for the last because it's a first. It's like a big, big, big moment. So I was like, right, that's cool with me. Um, in terms of some of the, the legends coming back, I thought Michelle. Yeah, I agree with John Ross with Michelle McCool thing, but I thought also she looked excellent. Um, I completely agree with you about the Bellas. Couldn't care less about them. Never want to see them again. Um, Trish Stratus looked unbelievable, and she got a massive pop as well. Um, but I've got to admit, the biggest pop for me personally came when Vicky Guerrero came out. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, <laughs> just, just when I when you heard the excuse me, it was just like, oh, this is excellent because. To be honest, she is arguably, arguably the biggest female heel that I've ever seen. I don't think it's like, arguably. She was a, a bad. bad I, know, lady. I think. I think. I think for a period, Steph, Stephanie McMahon, even though we hated her, she was she was really really great on my nerves for a long time, especially sort of in the attitude era as well. Um, but Vicky Guerrero, the amount of heat she would get on a weekly basis was ridiculous. Um, overall. The right women win. Overall, we got a couple of stories coming out of that um, as well. Ronda Rousey debuting as well. I, people have got different opinions about that. Uh, but I, overall, I did I did enjoy the the women's match. I think one of, also one of my favourite moments was when um, Trish Stratus and Mickey James um, faced off against one another. Yeah, because they their feud was just amazing, um, and I agree. I think a lot of that's why a lot of the female wrestlers from from the past came in is because, like I said, it was a big moment, and a lot of them, especially Lita and Trish Stratus, done so much and paved the way for the women wrestlers as today. Um, so overall, I I agree. It sort of tugged at your old heartstrings because it was good to see a lot of the older uh, women come back. Um, and like I said, you get several storylines from it. And overall, I, I really did enjoy it, especially for a first ever women's rumble. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Oh, it was excellent. Um, we'll, we'll touch on the rest of the pay per view in a minute, especially the guys' rumble as well. But JR, you, you were wanting to speak specifically about Ronda Rousey, correct? Aye, aye. Um, just like, can we do that at the end? Because that would because she came in at the end, didn't she? Right. Okay, that's fine. Well, what did you think of the rest of the cards? A lot of people online um, have said that that was the, like, the best men's rumble they've ever had. Do you think that's a, a wild claim to make, or would you agree? It's, be, it's definitely I, I, the best in the, the last few years, that's for sure. I wasn't bored at any time. Yeah. Like, that that's just a good sign of a good rumble. Like, I was very entertained like, throughout it, and there was, like, a lot of, like, fucking individual stories and it kind of felt like uh, like the passing of the guard. You know what I mean? Like when you had like Cena there like, uh, versus like the other three guys. Like, I mean, that was amazing. And then Nakamura winning it. I mean, I, I really wanted to predict that. Like, but I was just like, nah, they're never going to pull the trigger on this guy. They're just like, they've just pulled him just to get him away from New Japan. Like, they're just going to make him rot. And then, oh man, Nakamura versus AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we've said this for a while, though. I think we said it from like SummerSlam that it's going to be Naka AJ. For a, like, we felt that, and and the fact that we could, I'm going to say potentially get it. 
because you just never know, do you? Um, it's just going to be amazing. Just give them twenty-five minutes, bell to bell, and just and don't restrict them and just let them do what they want Aye. to do, sort of thing. And just oh my goodness, I can't wait. See, to be honest, they can do at WrestleMania. Vince can do whatever he wants with the rest of the card. But does he see those two? Just leave them, leave them alone, and let them yep. do their thing. Yep. Yeah, completely agree. I couldn't care less. See, see if see if I get a subpar WrestleMania right for all those other matches. But see if you give these guys twenty five minutes with no strings, do what you want, no leash. Then I'll I'll I'll, I'll be more than happy. I'll accept the shit that comes after it and before it, as long as get like a five star potential match with them too. Are you happy with the outcome, Barry? I was indeed. I yep. Uh, to touch on your earlier point, was it the best one ever? Probably not, but it was definitely my top five. Uh, like JR said, I wasn't bored at any point. Uh, it's been a few years there recently, there's just been parts of it, no need for. Um, of course, some of the entrances were, as always, scripted. We, we know the majority of them are anyway, but there's just certain points where they do their wee cheesy, somebody will come down so that that person can eliminate them, sort of thing. But uh-huh. apart from that, I was really happy. I enjoyed the sort of passing of the torch bit when it was. Zena, Mysterio and Orton on one side and it was Finn Balor, Roman Reigns and then Nakamura on the other side and it came down to the last six. So that was really good. Speaking um, of Mysterio, my word. Oh, can I actually say I turned it over, there's a channel, you're probably aware, there's a free sports channel that kicks about these days. Right. It's on normal TV and Sky TV and I turned it over, it's 424 is on Sky, five star wrestling for Liverpool and maybe Mysterio was on that there. Was he? <laughs> I was just he was fighting some random guy, but I was thinking maybe he was back into shape on these sort of promotion, uh, promotions so they can come back into WWE. But I'm not really sure what his status is now. To be honest, I, I mean, don't know if it was a one-off uh, appearance. Or. It wasn't even a case he was in the form that he was in the early the early 2000s. But he even got rid of the, the baggy the Okada pants for his like WCW gear from the like mid 90s. With a tight, mm-hmm. They get tight. rid of his roid belly as well. Was that? A t- I was going to ask you that. That photo surfaced to him a few years ago. Was that real? It looked real. What? He looked like a complete tank. Oh, but he looked in absolute amazing shape though. On Sunday there. That time the photo. Mm-hmm. No, on Sunday. Oh, there he looks as if he's Sunday. He looks oh, on Sunday he looks sensational. Aye, I actually wouldn't be adverse to him coming back. I know I've got an issue with part-timers, but see someone like him, we were talking earlier about beefing up that 205 Live division. Get him in there. He only has to work once or twice a week. I'd be all for that. You know I'm a big 205 Live mark, so anything that will help it get over, I'm happy. Uh, So I would give special mention to him. Also, I would say that was actually the best I've seen Baron Corbin be used in a long time there wasn't any chance of him winning so get rid of him but have him have a, a temper tantrum and just lay waste to everyone that's in his path that mm-hmm. got that got the momentum going that got the tone going for the Rumble early doors he started off the whole Heath Slater demolition derby uh, shout out as well to Elias that guy's coming on leaps and bounds in a big bad way and he's uh, oh, that guy. That guy's money. <laughs> he is. Like, I mean, he's going to be. He's already been qualified for the chamber match in the upcoming chamber event. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to give you props because I remember you saying to me that um, 
when he comes to the main roster, he could either get lost, but Vince might just might Vince Vince could love him. I do. And it certainly seems that way. Um, so I, I'll give you props for that because you predicted that a long, long time ago. GR. It's not that Vince just loves him though, but it's the fact that he's actually fucking like he's dealing with the fucking lines they're giving him and actually mm-hmm. making the crowd fucking boo like fuck. And he's decent in the ring as well, so like it's it's and he's only fucking ripped. Yeah, he's great. He's got fucking Randy Savage like motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he really does, man. He, he's he's good. Everything about him, he's an absolute star. So I would. I'm undecided if it was the best rumble I've seen. It's probably the, it is the best rumble in recent years. I've got very fond memories of the early 2000s ones, um, 2009 as well, with when Randy Orton was when he was like the really brutal boss punting viper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked that rumble, the one where Edge won in 2010 as well. So I don't know. It's it was still good, and I know I got a bit of flack from you guys on the WhatsApp because I was saying. It wasn't the best ever, but I was quietly satisfied. At no point throughout that match was I annoyed with anything, and I'm just there was more of a sort of quiet relief within me that the right man won the rumble. If there was anything that I was annoyed with over the whole course of the pay per view, it would be the the suddenness of the two out of three falls match between American Alpha and sorry, <laughs> that's terrible, American Alpha two. Uh, versus the Usos <laughs> Bengibles The Bengibles I mean I know, you know <laughs> See before we go on to that I just want to quickly say a couple of things about Rumble Can I never say too much there um, This is like the third year of four, or whatever third year in a row or whatever that Roman Reigns has ultimately been used in, in to help someone else get quote unquote over um, Say what you want about him but the guy's guy does what he does, and he's absolutely sensational. Um, and that, and I will say, when it came down to that final four, and this is what I love about the Rumble, and I haven't genuinely felt it in a long time. I had no idea who was going to win. At one point, I thought it was going to be Finn, and then I thought, oh, they're actually going to be Cena. And then when it came down to the final two, you just, I, I just thought they won't pull the trigger with Naka. I thought it was going to be Roman. So for me, it definitely was probably the best Rumble I've watched, and. Certainly, the last sort of five to ten years. Um, and another thing I really liked about it was we didn't get many returning guys like quote unquote legends. We had Hurricane Helms, and that was about it. And I liked that. Um, Mysterio. There's a couple of any. Uh, Mysterio as well. Sorry, so there's two. I can, I can deal with that. Um, the, my, the biggest thing I took from not the biggest thing I took from it for me, and I know you got, I know how you guys feel. What was the point in giving Dolph Ziggler that number thirty spot? None. Because when 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 it hit through that that sort of record scratch and then his music came on, I jumped out my seat because I was so happy. And, and then I did that big fart. For me, if Ziggler came back in that rumble at number thirty, he needs to win it. Simple as that. Or don't fucking bring him back. What was the point in doing the quote unquote unfinished retired storyline or whatever it was for him not to come back and win the rumble? The worst than that is he wasn't even on fucking SmackDown. Look, what the hell are you doing with the guy? <laughs> you brought it him back. No sense. And he never had a new gimmick. It was just the same old <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, look at me, I you fucking ha- like hair metal, like, get to fuck me. But you had a chance to, to, sh- to, 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 to like you said, bring, reinvent him, bring him back, and you had a chance to, like, to, for him to finally fulfil the potential he could, he's always had. 
and, and, and for what? Like, I'm all happy Nakamura win it, but just don't bring Dolph back. Like, that done absolutely nothing for me. And the story, I, I like the storyline they were going with, but you brought him back for what reason? They've damaged him. To me, he's the kind of guy that's probably he's been consulted about that. Like, look, Dolph, you're only come back. You're going to win it. He's like, nah, I don't want to win it. Just, I'll show up for five minutes and get eliminated by something random. <laughs> no, to me, it just makes absolutely no sense at all. No sense at all. Oh man! One thought I did notice—I don't know if it was ever followed up—but I generally think, even though Finn Balor was in there for fifty-seven minutes or something, was it? Mm-hmm. He eliminated two guys. Is that right? No, it was more than that. It was about four, I think. But there was a right, big well, gap. WWE.com. This came first when I once I messaged about it. Aye, but WWE.com don't know who Chris Benoit is either, so I wouldn't take their uh, stats. Jeez. <laughs> So I had to question it because it looked because the way they'd done the chart thing it looked a bit funny. It was the, I think above him was Rusev and I was trying to work out how many he eliminated. I don't well, if he if he eliminated four put it this way they were trying to claim Rusev eliminated nobody. Which I don't think's true. Rusev Finn must have eliminated someone more than two. At points, there was a couple of random bits where something yeah, get, that's what happens. That's what happens with the Iron Man performances, though. If they're in it for an hour, tra- an hour and change, they're going to have a wee lie down in a nap. To be fair, outside, I remember the early nineties rumbles. The guys you're always expecting to have the Iron Man were your Rick Martels, Greg Valentine, and I don't think they really eliminated many folk. They were always in rumbles for about forty odd minutes. Aye, and they were mid carders at the time and. While, uh, it was a sweaty mess. While, <laughs> while JR looks that up, um, I quite enjoyed both the world title matches. I thought they did the best that they could with the handicap match, and it was actually a good wrestling match, good wrestling quality on show there. Uh, and it was a clean win, as far as I'm aware, for AJ Styles. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, that was Maybe good. a bit shorter than I thought the match, to be fair. I thought it might have lasted a wee bit longer, but when I seen it was the opener, you don't tend to find an opening match... As long as you would want it to be, I suppose. Uh, I think they had time. You'll never see a half hour opening match, though. I know, <laughs> and I, I did actually enjoy the Universal Title match more than I thought I would. The that exceeded expectations, aye, aye. aye, definitely. There was a sort of calm chaos about it, where I know there were like weapons and tables and stuff, but it was Kane was basically just sitting there for a while and then taking big bumps and see the bit where Brock Lesnar f 5 Kane onto the commentary table but he landed on the side of one of their wee tablet monitors oh, oh. oh it, it, it was organised chaos that's it what was. it was and, uh, um, apart from when Braun needs Brock in the head and then Brock legit got up and gave him two punches and <laughs> staggered stag- legit staggered Braun for the end of the match um, but Clive, you said that you were. It was a clean finish. Well, in the first. Right. I was, it no? I, I mean, I, I suppose, right, but I'm going to go on a different angle, so if you don't mind, I might just start ranting just now, so please feel free to cut me off, because <laughs> I could go on for a while. Okay. So I've just cut you off. Good night, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Sammy, Sammy is trying to tag in AJ. Sorry, try to tag in KO. Tags him in, air quotes there. Replay shows they never touched, right? On the same fucking programme, they're on SmackDown. They restarted the tag title match because of a replay. 
but yet you can't even keep that same fucking continuity going to this match. It's not even as if it was a SmackDown match and a Raw match. They were both on the fucking SmackDown brand, and you can't even do that. I understand from a storyline point of view they're going to continue, or KO and uh, Sammy are continuing to get screwed over by Shane and they're not happy. But that was fucking bullshit. Are we just supposed to forget that this just happened a couple of weeks ago? And, and you and you showed replay to restart the match, but you're not going to do it here. I, it's, I can't I can't say it spoiled the match anything because I thought the match was solid. I thought it was a good start to the show. It was, let's say, it, sometimes it's difficult to have those kind of great matches with a one on two sort of handicap match, etc. Because it's not a triple threat. It's it's so it's not ideal. But I thought it was a good match. But I, like I say, it's not that never spoiled it for me. It just it baffled me, and it's like, how stupid do you think we are that we're not going to pick up on that? I thought it was fucking stupid as hell and it just irritated the life of me when I saw that. I was like, right, so what was the fucking point in um, doing that a couple of weeks ago? Why why wouldn't you just give the Usos a clean win rather than doing the fucking, oh, they pinned the wrong guy, now we got another ref down, we go to replay? Well, I totally forgot about it at the time, but I do remember them noticing that the tag was never made in that match, actually. It's the, like, the it's, rumble. it's just, just simple wee things that just, they don't. I don't know if they don't think about it. But I genuinely think that they just look at it and say, "Ah, oh, it's fine." That was a couple weeks ago. No one remembers. It doesn't really make a difference now. We can just do what we want. Right. There are continuity issues with SmackDown. I mean, all of a sudden, Shane and Daniel Bryan are best pals now again. I know because I know. when they crowned, when Bobby Roode got coronated with the US title, they were all smiles and claps in the ring, and then when Nakamura won the. Royal Rumble, they were backstage where Daniel Bryan had put a, a wet comb through his hair. Mm. And, uh, and also, they must be winching um, again. <laughs> and also, a guy a guy quits the brand, but they allow him to come back at the Royal Rumble. Cool, mate. <laughs> cool story, it's just, bro. It's, 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 it's just frustrating. It's just simple little things. That's SmackDown's problem. For It's been like that for a long time. I had high hopes for Sami Zayn's heel turn, but it's been... Uh, a collection of missed opportunities, I think, over the last few months. Because they don't pull the fucking trigger on him. That's the problem. Well, I, I said about I said about Gargano, right? But Sami Zayn is a monster babyface in the making, and you're just not doing it with him. Like I like this whole heel turn; it was something different. I got excited about it. But see if you turn Sami face, like you've got an absolute massive star on your hands. Uh, Vince doesn't like him. Uh, do you know what it is? KO is is his edge, and Sami Zayn is a Christian. Oh wow! What an analogy. Oh uh, fuck! That, he's that's fucked. That's it. <laughs> but that he means... needs to go to TNA. He does. He needs to be impact. That's a good. That's a really good analogy. I'm going to use that as a sort of quote to put it on Twitter and just share it and make it go viral. <laughs> and take credit for it, that's fine, I don't mind. No, not at all. I just... Ugh, leave me alone. Uh, I mean, we're, we're brothers, you can do what you want. That's fine. Um, before we start fighting, JR, is there anything else you guys want to say about the rest of the Rumble before we touch on Ronda Rousey's appearance? No? Um, yeah, this is somewhat Rumble-related and somewhat not, but apparently Seth is injured. Oh, no, don't say that. He's, he's Apparently he's dealing with a back injury, and 
and at the time, see when I watched that match, it never actually, it never dawned on me that why they'd done that with Jason Jordan until you said the next day. It was like he will remember he's missed live events and he's he's injured, so kind of made sense. And I felt bad for Seth because he was, he was sort of put in a bad situation in that. But um, kayfabe wise, he had I, a bad bad night, Seth, didn't he? He really did have a bad night. First, he's one of his best mates, throws him out of the rumble, which was a fucking boss move by Roman, <laughs> and then he loses in tag titles. <laughs> And, uh, I, and I think that might tie in with it might be hurt because I don't think it was on Raw either. No, that worries me that both of them are injured because that's quite that's not even quietly. I've been loving that storyline, and although the match might have seemed a wee bit dead, probably just because of replacement, but that wasn't a showcase tag team title match. That was a a continuation and, and of I the th- ongoing I, struggles and between think, Royal. And, and I think, sorry, and I think what. Um, it was you. You felt it was kind of dead. In fact, because like you said, it wasn't an actual tag match either. And Seth's term, uh, Seth was in there doing it all himself. Purely because Jason Jordan was injured, and that so uh, it was a shame because I was looking forward to that match. But like you say, Jason Jordan's injury must be a lot more serious than we thought. Get well soon, JJ. Please, please. Right. That'd be a shame if Seth's injury prolongs in because that was last year's mania. He struggled to be there for as well. I know. I know. Right. And the year before that, obviously missed it. <clears throat> so he did. Ronda Rousey time. Oh, I, actually, I fucked many a jinx for him. I know. Yep. Shall I go then? Right, Jr. Hit us with your chat. I know you've been wanting to talk about Rousey. Aye. So basically, I fucking this is the Rousey problem. A case study by good old Jr. Oh boy. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> So basically, I've been, I've just been thinking about like Ronda Rousey, and now she's going to be here. What do I think is going to happen? How did how can they utilise her? So, like WWE, I've got a chance here because she is a star, a legit draw, and one of the main reasons why UFC did so well, right? But she's actually said that she's fucking like she's all in, like she's going to be full time, and she's not going to be bullshitting around. So she's been training since last summer, which would give her I think around about a year or something like that. And like wrestling Jesus, Kurt Angle, uh, he was a duck to water, you know, like, uh, and apparently one of the quickest learners uh, within about a year. He was fucking, he was amazing in the WWE. We've also had like people like Matt Riddle and NXT's Shayna Blazer, um, who have like fighting backgrounds, and you can see how quickly like both of them like have learned and like developed characters and all that kind of stuff. So, I think there's a lot of like core fundamentals that if you're a fighter, like allows you to transition into being like a, a wrestler, but actually doing it like pretty fast. So, and I think like the modern style uh, in WWE right now like fits really nicely with like MMA because you see a lot of like strikes and MMA holds, like arm bars, commuters, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so all that stuff is looking good, um, but. We may have issues, like, because I don't think that she's a good talker, in all honesty. Like, if she's cutting promos, like, I think that it's not going to go down, like, too well. Um, I think that she uh, she needs a manager, and I would say that if Heyman is, like, fucking, like, if Brock's leaving after Mania, that Heyman should be her mouthpiece, um, because then she can just, like, be, like, sitting there and just, like, fucking... Heyman do his thing and she can like react to it like, just like not talking that much um, 
she really needs that bad motherfucker face back uh, that she didn't have on Sunday because she looks like a fucking lost girl with a fucking leather jacket. It was like four sizes too big for it. This wasn't this wasn't good. She didn't look tough. That's not the Ronda Rousey that people like. She only to go some, some, through something similar to like what Braun Strowman went through after he was fucking rebooted after that Wyatt run. Um, they did a lot of smoking mirrors for uh, Ron, um and they'll need to do squashes, jobber matches. Like she's going to need to be built really slowly. Um, we want to know, like, like we want to make this character like larger than life, basically. And I think one of the other things that will happen is that it will highlight the women's division. Um, but that's why you're going to need like the four horsewomen back uh, on Raw. Because like they're gonna need like cause there's gonna be like so fucking much like attention and media attention like on this women's division they're gonna need to bring like the standard of wrestling up. So four horsewomen, they're all in raw and uh, basically uh, Sasha needs to be like kinda of part of that because she done fucking a shitload of work at that rumble and she's fucking I think next to Flair, like, is the fucking standard bearer of women's wrestling in WWE. Uh-huh. Um, if they bring that standard up, then you can actually have, like, Rousey just rumbling about at the bottom, and then she can boil the way up, up to the top. Um, I understand that a lot of people are pissed off at Rousey because she's, like, fucking taking the attention away from the girls. However, how many more people have got eyes on the product because she was right there at the end? She never, She wasn't in the rumble, just there at the end, it's just like the full stop. Um, she's going to bring eyes onto the product, and she's probably going to like actually create fans like old and new. The segments are good. Um, then it's got a potential to give us fucking a shitloads of like fucking good women's matches because I think like I can't really remember anything outside of maybe Charlotte and Sasha and maybe Charlotte and Bailey of like the standard that we used to get on NXT. On the main roster, like it's been, it's been good. It's been better than average. It's been a lot better than it was before. But they're going to need to like bring the standard up. And um, I think that if they're going to stack the women's roster on Raw, then SmackDown should become more of a de- de- development, mental kind of thing. Or and I think that, over there, because Asuka's and uh, yep, so exactly. Right, on you go. That that no, that's it. Like that's that's the end of my point. Like I think if they do that, that would solve. Rousey, like, but what could happen is she could fucking come in and she could just be shite. <laughs> well, that, it might, that might be an unpopular opinion that you've just voiced so articulately again, the articulate Laurie, JR. Uh, she's, her appearance has been very divisive. I'm still not sure. I'm a bit, not cynical, that's not the right word. I felt that she stole a bit of the limelight, but at the same time, she didn't win the Rumble, she wasn't in the Rumble so I really can't complain and when Asuka um, slapped away her proffered handshake that's that's what I popped for Asuka's like, eh, excuse me who do you think you are? Get away from me that was just top notch uh, Her face was amazing I, like just get to fuck Barry what are your thoughts on uh, Ronda Rousey coming in? Well like you said, I mean, she didn't win the Rumble, which I thought was happening because it was going to be the main event. Um, I think I would have been more annoyed if she was coming in as a part-time role 
but as far as I'm led to believe she's saying it's going to be a full time role so I can kind of see a point why not then why what's the problem with her coming in and showing what she's made of because we don't know what she's like in the ring wrestling wise she could be great for all we know we could be sitting here in a few weeks time saying it's Ronda and then it's the rest you know you just don't know so I didn't have that much of a problem with it because I don't really know where they would have fitted her in otherwise obviously it was part of the deal she's saying she was a big wrestling fan anyway for the start for the get go so this is her life now but was what a part of the deal Triple H and Stephanie said well if you're committing to us then we'll have the Women's Rumble main event so that you can appear as the last part of the show so it's as they said, broke the internet. Um, so no, I, I think it would have been a bit of a letdown had she just appeared in the Raw. So I think it was the right time for her to appear at the Rumble, especially at the end of it, and not to appear in it. So I would give it time before I actually make any sort of opinion on it. But I do think it looked like she was nervous and might struggle in the mic as well, to be honest. So she would need some sort of go to some mic skills with Roman Reigns or something and try and get <laughs> pumped up for that, you know, so... That's my opinion, so I'll voice a, a further opinion, I think, in a while, once I've actually got a proper eyes on her. Ricky? Um, I, th- I think, when you look at it, that was their second biggest show of the year. You've got so many eyes on it already, so for me it made sense, why not bring her in? If your if your lasting impression of the women's Royal Rumble is Ronda Rousey, then you didn't appreciate what you witnessed the hour before it. When I when I think of the women's Royal Rumble, I don't think of Ronda Rousey. That's just, I, sorry, I do think of her, but that's not my immediate thought. My immediate thought is Asuka. My immediate thought is everything I saw before it, and then I'll, and Ronda Rousey will come into that as well. But by all accounts, she she definitely is a wrestling fan. She grew up a massive wrestling fan and she was a massive, massive Roddy Piper fan. That's where she gets her name from. And that's why when when you saw her the T shirts wearing and the the stuff that came up in the Titantron, it was the same colours as Roddy Piper, it was the red and the yellow and it's the same sort of design, etc. So she she definitely is a wrestling fan. People were giving her grief because she she's apparently she is full time, um, she's gonna be there all the time, she says, but yeah, she wasn't there the next day. Well, she's already had prior commitments. Like it wasn't her decision to come out of the Royal Rumble. Um, that's going to it will help the women's women's wrestling an awful lot because say what you want about her, she maybe maybe her star power isn't what it was a couple of years ago, and it isn't. But she's still a massive, massive name, and and she's the one that that put women's MMA where it is now. Say what you want about her fighting, who she fought, and you can say what you want about her record and. People say she mentally caved in after she lost her first fight or whatever, etc. But she put women's MMA on the map, and that her name carries an awful lot of weight to it, and she will bring an awful lot of more eyes and money into the product. Um, I think her not being in the rumble, and if she was in the rumble and win it, that would have pissed me off more. She, I don't care what people say. You can train all you want, but she won't be ready to main event mania. I agree with John Ross that you just sort of build her in, you have all these squash matches to eventually crown her the queen of that division. I think I think what they done with her and Asuka last night was the start of a very, very slow build and tease of her and Asuka potentially next year's mania. Um yep. so I for me I 
I'm all for it. I'm happy to see her in there. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, in terms of getting someone in as a mouthpiece, I, I, that that's fine with me. I'd like to see how she does beforehand. Um, I think she, I, I'd imagine she probably could cut a promo, especially see if it, they were never going to have her come in. I don't think there's a heel because it was such a big thing. So I think eventually down the, down the line, she'll probably turn her heel and just have her <coughs> have her as this the female the female version of Brock Lesnar. But they've got that in Shayna Baszler already. I bet Ronda Rousey's sensational. Well, like I'm sorry, I, I get what you're saying about uh, Shayna Baszler, but when you when you put the two of them next to each other, it's Ronda Rousey's so much higher in the food chain. Right. That's the one you turn. That's the one you turn heel, and that's the one you have as that that um, the female Brock Lesnar, um, in my opinion, anyway. And I think in terms of when she came out, the jacket, I read the report on Twitter, the jacket she was wearing, that was actually given to her by Roddy Piper's son. I think it was one of Roddy Piper's jackets. Uh, uh, right, that's true. So, that's fine. I find that that's, that's a good, that's nicer to do that. And, that, and she did look nervous, etc. But in, those nerves will go, and I think she was probably more so nervous because, like I said, because she was such a massive wrestling fan and she finally gets to do it, etc. So... Aye, I'm I'm all for it, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. And let's like see, there could be a lot of money and, and some unbelievable matches we're about to see as well, providing how she does. Uh, we got we ended up getting a good match with Asuka and Sasha on Raw the next night. Uh, wee bit of criticism there from some folk when Sasha apparently sort of fell coming out of the ring, but was that supposed to happen? Because what, when Sasha was doing her tope suicida, she looked like she caught the ropes and fell. But Asuka was going up I, for a I kick anyway. Remember, oh, I can't remember. I can't. I don't that. remember. Sorry, but I don't remember oh, if she sorry. caught the rope or not. But the kick—it was intentional, obviously. Where Asuka was supposed to counter it, but it's more so the way she landed. Um, a lot of people worried, but a lot of fucking massive bumps in that match. Um, that was never going to happen. That when she jumped through the ropes, like no way. That was dangerous as fuck. <laughs> is that what Mick Foley was complaining about? Is that what you said she was to stop doing? I think so, aye. I never, I never seen that bit before I seen the match, but... He's like, stop doing the things that got me over. Uh, I'm the only <laughs> one that can do these things. <laughs> but what a match that was. Aye, that was good. Oh, that was pay-per-view quality, that. So who do you think... That pay-per-view would have got slightly more time, obviously, but... So, we've obviously got... Asuka has going to the Rumble regardless. I think she's going to be going for Charlotte. And Ricky, you said a few months ago we're going to get Asuka Charlotte, and it looks like it's happening. You must be stoked beyond belief. Yeah, I am. I really, really am. And what I said about AJ and uh, Naka, give these two like 20 minutes, uh, 25 minutes, and it'll be amazing. Um, But Charlotte is my absolute favourite female wrestler and I really wanted her to have a long long title run so maybe, maybe okay, I actually think, sorry I just, just I thought I actually think you predicted this at Mania nearly about a year ago <laughs> you said you wanted to see this at Mania uh, I even when Asuka was still on NXT <laughs> I did so, I said I said Asuka needs to come up stay unbeaten and mm-hmm. you can you crown Charlotte again or you have her having a long title run and then you build it to Asuka versus Charlotte and at the time I think at the time Charlotte still had her undefeated streak at pay-per-views and I thought and I say it should have been streak ah, yeah. versus streak at that time mm. Mm. that's what you said I know yeah. what a good prediction Hankin. <laughs> thanks the, has there been any women apart from Alexa announced for the women's chamber match yes 
I don't know if it's been announced, but I saw a rumour that it was going to be Bailey, Alexa, Nia Jax, Sasha. (sighs) Oh, I think it was actually two NXT women. Surely one of the uh, absolution would be in it. Maybe... I don't know if it was NXT. I almost want to say Nikki Cross was meant to be in it, but I might just be making oh, that up. Oh, where are you hearing this madness from? That, no, I think that was. <laughs> I think I am making it up, though. I, I, don't I get my hopes up. I can't remember who else. She shouldn't no, be allowed I, in like, a chamber. She'll rip no, it apart I with know, her teeth. No, that's what I said. I think I'm getting mixed up, but I... <laughs> right, here it is here, here it is here. So, um, right, here we go. It is... So, I the four are named. Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Bailey, Sasha... I don't know where I got Nikki Cross from, but it was uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I think there you go. So the two for absolution then. Uh, that's the rumored, and I was coming from Dave Meltzer says that local advertising in Las Vegas is listing them as the participants in the elimination chamber. Card subject subject to change, of course. Absolutely, and can I also say because I just mentioned his name, um, Meltzer has put out something apparently the rumoured um, Wrestlemania card um, uh, if you want to hear it I don't I, I don't think I, I do don't. actually <laughs> sorry sorry oh, okay I was gonna I don't know I was, there was something mentioned earlier I was thinking about saying I mean I'd rather I don't really like I don't really like the rumours at this stage of the year to be honest with you I like I like the suspense well I keep See, saying I, I'm gonna make this I'm looking at it just now and and a lot of the matches that I'm seeing is ones that we've actually already predicted so I could imagine, like, I could probably tell you three of them we were thinking of, if I'm honest with you. Know, Rob's mm-hmm. one there already, and I can. AJ? I mean, there might be listeners who are not wanting to hear it, so we'll just say them off Yeah, here. no, of course. Uh, and I keep saying I want to make this a holy kayfabe podcast. That will never happen. One day, <laughs> one day we will have a, a kayfabe podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, JR, your, your bae, Roman was on the receiving end of a loss from Miz. So Miz retains the IC title. Where do you think that's going to go next? Who do you, you think is going to... We know what's happening with Roman, but what do you think is in store for Miz in the lead-up to Mania? Oh, that's a bit of a spoiler, because I kind of know that. <laughs> well, so I will say nothing. <laughs> Fantastic insight there, thanks very much. Just <laughs> if, you, if you're going to say that you want to keep it kayfabe, you don't want to spoil it, you can't go, and up next, who do you think's next for this guy? Like, there's nobody right, well, apart from the main one. Well, well, let's think what other things can we talk about. What else did you like from Raw this week then? I liked the new setup, they had some new graphics, it looks like they might be moving the commentary table back to the Ringside. Oh, by the way, shout that out! That should to, happen now. Shout out to Jonathan Coachman. The coach is back. Aye. Uh, mm-hmm. Does this mean we're not going to get Booker anymore on commentary? Do you know? Yes. They mentioned he was oh, doing the pre-show and that again. That'd be his Booker is his bay. Aye, uh, that was mentioned at the start of the show. Aye. Can I? But Booker just sounds amazing when he's doing commentary. See if you don't listen to him, but you just listen to his like tonality. It's quite good. <laughs> See, he gets pretty exciting. I was very annoyed with Booker. In this day and age where head injuries are very serious in terms of like how they're dealt with and the press and stuff, Jason Jordan, kayfabe, has smashed his head off the this post, the sort of video post, and uh, he's all stunned and dizzy. 
and Cody says he shouldn't be going on with that match and Booker says ah he just took one for the team he took it on the chin he's fine he's like hold on hold on a minute your, your man this kid's having an aneurysm <laughs> and you're just like ah it's fine just get him back in the ring well now that you said about Raw we actually had like three good matches on Raw there were um, and I'm kind of I'm, I'm not kind of very very disappointed Finn Balor's not going to be in the elimination chamber are you more um, disappointed it, that it's at the hands of Cena, or just that he's not going to be in the chamber? I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm disappointed and I'm kind of surprised he's not going to be in the chamber. Um, I don't. There's something wrong with Cena at the moment. Isn't enough. I know. You know what? <laughs> I thought myself. But he's broken. It's, it's ever since that Roman Reigns match. It, <laughs> I remember. I remember. Totally I remember, broken. <laughs> I remember. Um, broken Cena. It, it might. It might have been John Ross actually that I was texting. I think it was actually, and we both said straight away like something's not right here. Why is he acting like this goofy sort of sh- way? And it's like, what are you doing? What, what's going on? And I don't know what's going on. I just I'm not liking it at all, and I just don't see the need of having him in that match. Um, I think I know what it is. that match. Uh, he really did. And I remember saying that at the time, it was it was purely John Cena that ruined that match. The last ten minutes I kinda enjoyed, but see that first fifteen odd minutes, mm-hmm. Cena ruined that match completely. I, I know that's what I think. You're right, it's something that Roman Reigns match completely <laughs> it just destroyed him as a, a person. I think I know just, what it is. I think I, think I know. I think I've, I've looked at. I think what's going to happen. If I'm honest with you, I've, I've got my prediction now. The wise acting last. No, I think he's actually. See when he said he broke down the fourth wall when they were doing the promos with Roman Reigns and said I've broke the fourth wall down. I think he mm-hmm. has, and he can't help but troll constantly. I mean, look what he did with uh, when he had Cena when he had Finn up for the fu. He was doing the two sweet sign. So he just mm-hmm. can't help himself. He's just trolling the internet. And that's that's he's going to he'll need to be careful because if he keeps doing this part time schedule for the next couple of years, um, fighting against all the indie da- the internet darlings, going over the internet darlings and using their sort of gimmicks and their promos against them, all that love that they've received from his amazing matches the last few years, it's going to go away if he just keeps trolling folk. Have you seen his schedule between now and there? He's on Raw every week, pretty much. Is he? I was quite surprised I just uh, said John Cena's schedule between now and Mania might decide what his match will be at Mania or something but I don't think it was far down to see what eventually come to but every week I was getting to it was like I I couldn't see him missing there was a couple of even Smackdown appearances in that for the build up to that uh, Fastlane so I was quite surprised and, I, honestly and, and, this, and this is the thing like this fucking this guy <laughs> oh was we promo a few years ago talking about The Rock being part-time and all this nonsense and it's like you're doing the exact same yourself but you're just doing a, in, a, in a in a much lesser scale mate like you're not as big as The Rock but yet you're still effing off to Hollywood and doing what you want coming back and I granted fine I don't even know if you had any influence on the Roman match because for me that would have been a Vince decision but you're not exactly helping put people over in a sense like fine you're helping you're giving a lie to Rob we're working with him but we all know if at least a one on match one on one match we know Cena's going to win that Cena um, like Cena versus Finn was great and it was brilliant to see but you could have kept them separate you could have I just see if Finn see, was eliminated uh, from the chamber uh, match by someone else in the current roster 
I wouldn't have had that big a problem, depending who it was, but that really up to me. Probably will be a controversial opinion I've got in that chamber, but I think it's slightly leaning towards something that, I, that happened before I build up to a Mania match, where I think he will be eliminated because they'll probably try and attempt this <laughs> Undertaker match with him. I think that's, that's, you know that's what? what I think is going to happen. I can't be bothered talking about the Undertaker anymore. <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I'm saying, it's controversial. Watch your mouth. No, come on, Nicky. We buried him, we buried him on this podcast. We buried him. We had a vigil for him and everything. (laughs) Did you? I missed that week. No, what we'd done was, um, we we pulled a lever and we put cement all over him. (laughs) (laughs) I like Paul Bearer, rest in peace. Oh, God. Shout out to future Hall of Famers, the Dudley Boys. Yeah, oh, I forgot they were that much. Um, <laughs> but I, overall, Rob was good. Um, those matches were good, but like I said, that was my big, big sort of bugbear about it was the fact that we got not so much that we got seen in Finn, the fact that that Finn's just not in the chamber. That's just disappointing. Clearly, oh, I still think that? there must be something else. I'm not sure what it is. I still but... think it's uh, Finn. Uh, sorry, Miz. I think at the chamber. <clears throat> We'll get Miztaraj versus the Balor Club, and then at Mania it'll be Finn versus Miz for the title. And so, who do you think the other three are going to be in the chamber then? Right, Roman, so Roman, like who have we got? We've got Elias, we've got Cena, and Braun. Braun, Roman, um... Kane, maybe. I'll see you storyline out it now. No, has him gone. The big red mayor. I think so because he lost he lost, he lost he lost that match anyway against Braun aye. so he did sorry I correct <laughs> I think the Miz um, is going to be in it so there goes your theory with the two on three I think there might be another surprise sort of upcoming sort of I think if one of the Seth and JJ were in um, fit one of them would have been in it I can see so I'm going to go I'm going to go Roman Miz and maybe just a go slightly left field and I'll say Cesaro. I can see them doing a random and putting Bray in there, actually. Oh, I actually could. Just a uh, wee spanner in the works. I love Bray Wyatt. I don't, but it's not his fault. Ah, you could be right. Maybe not the Miz, but Roman... Bray and randomly Matt Hardy. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. Did try- we do the fact check on the Rumble because it was Finn he eliminated four p- people and the only other person to eliminate four people was uh, was my bae, Roman Reigns. Yes, Roman. He's stacking them so, up. So Finn did actually my, did, did you, really really well. Did you see my tweet as soon as he eliminated Seth Rollins? Just tweeted out saying, I love Roman. <laughs> and then we lost about 15 followers. It's fine, don't worry about it. Just because they can't appreciate how good this guy is in the ring and they're still obsessed with booing him because they think that's a cool thing to do. Aye, I'm fine with it now. Fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm fine with it being a cool thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I mean, everybody says you suck to uh, Kurt Angle and it's went on so long that it's like it's not even like a negative thing. Ah, it's a term of endearment. It's like a celebration. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you Kurt, suck. yeah, you suck, <laughs> you suck. 
<laughs> um, Smackdown was quite interesting this week. Mm-hmm. Ricky? I think. Um, so we've got KO and Sammy next week. Yep. You know, I think, was, I think it was. I think. I think. It's different think this time, this though. Set, I think this was sent in the Facebook Messenger group. I don't know who it was. It might have been James that put it in, actually, and I thought it was sensational stuff. That next week, when the match starts, they both should just roll out the ring. And ah, walk I think away. it was Rich that said that. Was it Rich? Either one of them. Shout out to you guys. That was that was genius. That's the idea. To, uh, shout out to One Nation Radio, SMC Wrestling Podcast, and Keeping It Strong Style. There we go. Nice plug there. <laughs> um, so I, I thought that was genius. Have you got that on a bit of paper? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> He's just eating a bit of paper on this. <laughs> uh, I thought that I thought it was a genius idea, and it'd be absolutely brilliant if I'd done that. Um, or do you so, mean, together? It's already they've already started a tease of these two breaking up, and I think we are going to lead to these two having a match at Mania. Um, I kind of think the Usos are now going to flu- uh, feud with the Bludgeon Brothers as well. Um, see, see on the face of but, it, that might sound d- um, daft, but the Usos and the Wyatts had amazing matches, so I'm all for oh, them. That, I think oh, that would be good. Oh, that would be really good. Um, fight, uh, the other thing, where the fuck was Dolph Ziggler, like I said earlier on? <laughs> Who cares? Uh, <laughs> nah, from a storyline point of view, it makes no fucking sense to me. But I'll this... end, but I will I'll end it on a positive note. It is Rusev Day. Oh yes, <laughs> that's that's an over guy, by the way. Oh, if you've seen one. Give him the title. I love Bobby Roode or Bob Roode as he calls him. <laughs> Bob Bob Roode. Can I but say something about Rusev, Rusev? By the way, the title. Can I say something? See Rusev. See if you give him garbage, he fucking makes it decent. He, like, I know that that fucking Ziggler storyline that he had was shit, but he said some fucking hilarious shit. Like, Dog Ziggler and all that kind of shit. Like, fucking, why is he the best? Why is he the best? He is, like, literally give him every single title in the company, in, in the history of the company, just give him all the titles. As Hardcore Holly once said, give me all the titles and have me beat everybody. That's what Hardcore Holly I, said, I apparently. I literally would have Rusev just run through the entire roster. That so likeable. He really is. He's, he's, he's sensational. And I know he's not going to win the title next week, but it would be it would be amazing to see it, though. This is gearing up for the US title being the, the ladder match at Mania, I think. Probably, because they always have a ladder match, don't they? Aye. Although you can, Bobby Roode and Rusev in a ladder match doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound like a ladder match, so you'll need to have a I few... I think we got one last year, Libby. No. No. So you don't know, but I would like to see another sort of multi-man... See the... Uh, ladder match, similar to the one... Uh, was it 31, when Dean Ambrose really, really... I don't know how he wasn't injured after that. Uh, they had, they had two ladder matches that year, didn't they? At that event? Mm-hmm. Did it, I thought they did. No... No, I, not? I think maybe somebody might have potentially climbed the ladder again, but I don't think there was two ladder matches, no. That, that was when Daniel Bryan went it though? No, I'm talking about the one Sting, was that? It was Sting year. Oh, right, okay, okay, right, right, right. That was the same that year? 31. That, that was 31, aye. See, the whole... That was one where Dean injured, he really badly. The whole Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing, I'm fine if they wrestle, it's different this time, but I wonder, is it Sami that's going to be the heel? 
And are they going to turn Kevin Owens' face? No, we said that, but who knows? Well, I know they had a whole storyline saying that oh, this is the last time we'll have a fight, but let's be honest, and Clive, you said it before, I will happily watch them to have a fight match every single week because they're just it's so good to watch. Uh-huh. And it will be an interesting dynamic if the the good guy, bad guy roles are reversed this time. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say before that if you had Kevin Owens as a baby face of the company, he could be really successful. So that would be a, an interesting experiment to say the least because he's a damn good heel. So I'm not sure how I would feel about him being a baby face, but for a start, it would open up different opponents. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll be keeping an eye on that one. Um, Carmella nearly cashed in money in the bank. Did anyone get a fright when they saw that? Was that? The funniest thing about that was when she was sort of like kicking Charlotte to see if she was like still out of it. That was <laughs> that kind of funny. Um, I like I got I didn't really get scared. I suppose um, I thought she wasn't going to cash in, but I really hope she doesn't cash in uh, before Mania because that will take away the potential dream match of Charlotte mm-hmm. and Asuka. I think that's why they did it because a lot of people want Asuka and Charlotte. And um, mm-hmm. when Charlotte, uh, sorry, when Carmella came out, people were thinking, "Oh, what the hell's going on here?" So maybe it was just a wee tease, and then something will happen after Mania. I don't, I don't want them to Baron Corbiner. They can't do it straight away again. They need to. In hindsight, retrospect, maybe they put the wrong, the, the briefcase on the wrong woman, but they've done it, so they need to deal with it eventually, and they've got until June to deal with it. So. Hopefully, hopefully she improves because she didn't have the, that the best of performances in the rumble. And that's the thing: like, if she does cash in, she's cashing in on Charlotte or potentially Asuka. I know. And oh, could you? Uh, no, that's what like that for me. If she cashed in on Asuka and win, it doesn't do anything with the fact that people can be like, "Oh, well, Asuka was out of it or whatever; she was attacked." It, no, like, hard. when she eventually loses, it's got to go to someone truly legit. I think this is a case of, like, the briefcase is making her and no the other way around, do you know what I mean? Like, she's she's just not seen it that level. Do you know what I mean? It's not like Seth Rollins when he carried it that long. Like, he was getting to the point where he was, like, he was the, the majority on the show, do you know what I mean? Like, Carmella, you know what I mean? Like, she's not that interesting. I know. Was Carmella quite big in NXT? Or? See, she was she was the valet for Enzo and Cass, and then when Enzo and Cass right. got promoted, she was getting more matches. Got back. And she was doing all okay. right. Well, to be honest, then, uh, I actually disagree. The Rumble was the best of Gina then, because I really? don't remember in our matches really doing much, to be honest with you. I was quite impressed with the Rumble. I just, I, that's. I was actually fast forwarding this, the segment in Smackdown so I thought it was the end of it I thought it was moving on to something else so that took me by surprise and I thought I went she actually done alright that rumble so it wouldn't have I wouldn't have been totally upset if it happened but it would have been obviously a big surprise because obviously I was looking forward to seeing Asuka and Charlotte is what I've got my heart set on as well so um, but no, I, I didn't mind um, appearance in the rumble Aye well I just think there were, there were others that were much better Oh, aye, there was, but I hadn't really. I, I mean, tell me a, a match you thought she was great in. I, I don't think she was that great in that Money in the Bank match, Sean. Aye, because it was James Ellsworth that won it. Well, <laughs> the, she won it on her own the second time, I suppose. Aye, aye, that's what I mean. Aye. I was. I have to say, I was disappointed in Tamina Snuka 
Rumble's Rumble performance. Um, I thought there would be more from her, but I just thought she would have lasted a bit longer than she did because Nia Jax was in for a while and they could have had a face off. Um, well, Tamina was out worth in like what, like minutes? I know that was here. Where where has that Lana been since she started wrestling? Did you see uh-huh. her kicking shit out of folk? Uh, she was getting bullied at first when she came in and she totally turned it around. I know. Shout out to Lana. That was a, an excellent <laughs> five ten minutes you had in that rumble. I think I think obviously because she never had that background of coming into wrestling and she's never really trained and maybe it's, it, the training itself is starting to work and but. I love the Beth Phoenix and Nia Jax face off that was good brief mm. as much as it was brief but I still liked it uh, and then I liked them um, where Natty and Beth Phoenix hugged it and then Natalia threw it out <laughs> so yeah but uh, overall it was a quite a decent Smackdown um, but the Rusev thing just really made me happy but the Dolph thing just makes no sense and like I said I understand how you feel about Dolph but I've always kind of liked them and no, no. Strange. Dog's a glum man. Get off my screen. Yeah, get off my fucking my mind. Gonna scrape my brain out so I can fucking forget that guy. <laughs> See, there's not much more to talk about, but I was actually wanting. There's been a quite a an interesting development in New Japan, Jr. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Kenny Omega has actually lost the US title to Jay White. Correct. Aye, that's and, correct. And it looks like Kenny Omega has also been booted out of the Bullet Club or some threads of the Bullet Club by Cody. And Kota Ibushi came out and reunited with Kenny to sort of start up the Golden Lovers again. Have you have you been watching it? And what are your thoughts on that? Because I thought that was quite uh, interesting. This all happened during like arguably the best overall weekend. That, WWE have had in a long time so it fell under the radar for me but when I saw it on Twitter I was quite shocked at all the developments that had happened with it Aye like the whole thing was amazing it was done to perfection you know he loses his title this guy comes out he wants to challenge for it like that's a shitty thing to do like Kenny's like no I want to fucking go for it what's going on and then like there's a bit of like pushing and shoving and, and people are going out and like the moment that Cody like turned on Kenny Omega, like, and you just seen that look in his eye. It's like the casual like, American psycho kind of thing, where he just looks like a sociopath, and then he hits his finishing move, which was sold amazingly, and then just gets up and he's just like doing that manical laugh. I just like, who the fuck is that? Where where was this Cody? Do you know what I mean? Like, where, like seriously, this guy's fucking amazing. It's uh, it was it was really really good. What are your thoughts on? Sorry, when you go, Cody. Cody's a superstar, an absolute yep. superstar. No other word for him. He's an absolute superstar. Um, what do you think about Jay White? He's dividing opinion online. I was impressed with him at Wrestle Kingdom. Some people think he's just so-so, but you're of, you're a New Japan resident. So, what are your thoughts on Switchblade? So, good old Switchblade, I think that it's a fucking, it's it's not a good gimmick um, to just slap on somebody, like, after coming back on an excursion. I don't know if that's what they're doing with the kind of, the white guys, like, uh, just kind of, like, trying to, like, give them, like, characters. 
But uh, in this case, I couldn't. I just don't believe like Jay White looks like a crazy knife guy, and uh, it looks a bit creepy. But his wrestling skills are absolutely fine. You've got to like realize like he's only been away like I think he's away like one or two years at Ring Honor, and he was doing all right there. But it wasn't as if he's went away and did like six years and come back. He's still got a lot of development uh-huh. quite clearly. Do you know what I mean to 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 get to? So they're giving him the US belt. That's good. Like fucking give him it for a while. Get him, let him develop his character. Let him develop his like new style of like wrestling. Because I think I seen like a a gif online of this match where he was just doing a, a simple thing. Like he like jumped over or something like that, and he just did this like kind of unique kind of pose. I'm like, ah, no, that's fucking cool. That shit like that AJ Styles does. You know, AJ Styles is like you fucking does like a, a fucking springboard fucking cross uh, the forearm or something like that. Phenomenal and like that's arm. just like that's a finisher. Do you know what I mean? Like, how's that a finisher? Like, that's like a normal move to MDLs, but because he's got that like that that just slight uniqueness. But uh, I seen that and, and, and Jay White. That's what I'm trying to say. You know. I will say right. I saw that match, and Jay White had, I would say, arguably the greatest kick out thing I've ever seen in my life. It was. Um, I don't. I don't know if any of you have saw it yet. No, I've not. Um, and and so he's on his knees in Omega. Like I said, I'm not too familiar with, with the actual the, the names of the move. So Omega literally runs at him at 100 miles per hour, and it looks like he's legit knocked him out with like a sort of flying knee sort of thing or a boot. So Jay White's out, completely sparked out. Kenny's lying on on him, so he's got his back on him. You can see him smiling. He's like he's counting, almost sort of counting along. It was one, two. And the ref doesn't go to three, and Kenny like turns around like, what the, f- what the hell's going on? And the ref goes like, look at his shoulder. He literally lifted his shoulder like an inch off the mat. Did he? Nice. Yes. And it, it was genius. It was like the guy's just spent, getting the energy, can't even properly kick out, and literally just lift his shoulder off ever so slightly. And it was like, that's that's amazing. That that was that was that was pretty good to see. I do appreciate innovative ways of kicking out at the two. Because like it was like Kevin owns his finger. Uh huh. And the great thing about, I'm sort of going off, but the great thing about Kevin Owens touching the rope with his finger, it was like perfect. It wasn't like he could stretch out anymore to grab the rope. He was literally at full stretch and just touched the rope with his finger. And and this one was just equally as great. Good stuff. Am I right in saying, JR, is Will Ospreay fighting Takahashi one on one soon? I don't actually know um, for that. Oh, I'm um, trying to remember. Something. I think no. I mean, I, like, well, the way that the the way that the title went was it was uh, Osprey and then fucking Martin Scroll fucking beat him and then it went to a fatal four way and then Osprey won it again. So technically, that's a rematch. Should be a rematch with Marty Scroll, but I don't know, man. They've they've not pulled the trigger on Takahashi like for like. I don't know, maybe about six months or something like that now. He's not had the title. I'll let you get the... I can't remember. Keeping it strong still, guys, to remind me who it is that Takahashi's fighting because out of the many folk that impressed me at the Wrestle Kingdom, Hiromu was... Woof. That time bomb move? He's, what is that all he's about? He's a fucking... He's a crazy guy. Uh, he's fucking insane, man. It's, it's great. He's got a lot of personality. Uh-huh, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely... And he's, he's just... He's just not scared to put his body through shit. I know. Right, thanks for your 
New Japan roundups. I know, Barry, you don't watch it that much, so we'll get you back in. And how about we finish off the show with uh, our usual quiz? Are you all up for that? That'd be excellent, yep. Okay. Fire away. Yep. And happy and good night, guys. Catch you later. <laughs> Catch you later. Yeah, thanks for the update. No, no, I'll stay on, man. Right. I need silence so I can easily splice in the music, <laughs> which I'll do now. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so this week, due to Ronda Rousey now officially part of the WWE, I thought I would keep it a theme with having celebrities that have been in WWE over the years. Alright, for any new listeners, can in this order. JR, can you give me your buzzer sound, please? Oh boy! <laughs> Barry? It's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. And Ricky? I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. There we go, so that's the buzzers. Right, number one. yours? Mine's is, oh it's true, it's damn true. But I'm not, I, I've got the questions this week, so you won't hear that tonight, apart from there. How many, how many, how many questions is there? I've got five and two tiebreakers. Okay. Number one. Which US comedian appeared in the 2001 Royal Rumble? It's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. Barry? Drew Carey. Correct. Uh, In 2011, who did Michael Tyson knock out on Raw? It's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z-E. Barry? Chris Jericho? Correct. JR, I know there's a time window where you weren't watching this, so I do apologise, and I know that's why you wanted to leave, but <laughs> you might get this one. All right. Which, uh, which actor had a mini feud with Triple H in the autumn or fall of 1999? Uh, I'll give you a clue. He clocked Triple H whilst he was doing commentary for SmackDown. I think it was September or August time. Oh boy! Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. <laughs> yes. Get to the chopper. Uh, number four. <laughs> oh. Number four. Which real life feud between two TV personalities at the time TV personalities did WWE recreate in the form of a match in August 2007? And it was cringeworthy beyond belief. Oh boy! JR? Was it, uh, was it Hillary versus somebody? Obama, maybe? Can I fucking remember? Uh, You're kind of on the right lines there. 2007. Oh fuck, I can't even remember that far back. That was years ago. <laughs> Barry or Ricky? What was your question, um, Charlie? So there was a on there was a real life feud between two T V oh. personalities. And right. w- WWE recreated this in the form of a match between two not like not wrestlers or anything in August two thousand and seven. Oh. One of them, they were at the time TV personalities. One of them now has a different job role. Oh, 
without any clues, I've, I've just erased this from my memory clearly. Except not ideal. Right. Well, I just. I mean, no, I think I know one of them. I just don't know who the other one is. What, what was it a raw? You said. Uh huh. In autumn of two thousand, on August two thousand seven. Mhm. I'll give you a five second countdown. Five, four, second, three, count, two, one, zero. I spin the face of people who don't want to be cool. Ricky. Donald Trump, one of them. Uh, yes. Do you remember the other? Right. It obviously wasn't Vince because that was right. You've, right. Come on. I'll give you the I point. I don't know. Jane, I don't know. I'll um, give you the point. It was Rosie O'Donnell. I don't even remember that at all. So it's two points. Jr. Two points. Barry. One point. Ricky. Number five. What? Who was Diesel's valet at his WrestleMania match with HBK at Mania X One? Mania Eleven. It's, it's me, it's I me, it's... Oh, oh. Shh. Barrett. I've got it wrong now anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Pam Anderson, it was our lassie. Lamo and Anderson. <laughs> I'll need an answer. I've, uh, said, that, I've said Pam Anderson. No, that is correct. I thought... <laughs> I got it right. No, hold on, I know what the confusion is. She started off, I'm sure, she was with Michaels at the Rumble. Aye, that was it. Aye. She was at the Rumble as well, she ended up with Michaels, and then there was a screw job and she ended up with... Actually, I don't think that happened to through that match, I didn't investigate further into that. I think she still led Michaels to the ring and then ended up with Diesel. You can get back to us on the chronology of that. Next Aye, week. interesting. I'll watch the full paper view, then I'll get to that look. <laughs> Well, Barry, you won the quiz this week. Congratulations. You. Do you want to hear the tiebreakers anyway? Why not? Which feud was Jericho trying to orchestrate for Mania 25? That's 2009. With a celebrity and an actor. Uh, Just shout out the answers if you know it. It's, I can tell people along with dance anyway, so they can help me. But it's a guy that started in the wrestling. Spice, Mickey Rock. Name a celebrity who has appeared in two WrestleManias back to back. Snip Dog. In matches. Well, not actually. Oh, right. No, well, was he in the first one? I don't think he what, actually... this was a celebrity field, same thing. Is that a woman uh, I, I spit in the face of people who don't want to This is wrong, right? But I'm just going to. The Rock? No, well. <laughs> good answer. Kind of true. Kind of true. It was Mr. T. I spit in the face, so it was. <laughs> I pity the fool who gets the Rick and Clive quiz wrong. <laughs> you didn't get no points. See, old lady don't love you. Come over here and I'll show you what a real man is. <laughs> I need some strips. Rocky. Oh, Club, Club of Lang. That was amazing, that one. Right, ladies and gents and other people of different genders, thanks for listening to the show tonight. We got through quite a lot. I thought it would be a lot longer than it did, but we finished early tonight, guys. We started early, we finished early, so thanks for your 
contribution. JR, have you got any farewell wishes? Hope to be on the podcast more often. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Barry? <laughs> um, not really any sort of wrestling show, but I'd just like to point out the fact that throughout the podcast I've been drinking this new recipe of the Iron Brew. I say it doesn't get any better, it's just disgusting. <laughs> so I'll just read this <laughs> short letter that I've typed up to send to Bar, that's alright. <laughs> uh, Clive, won't take you long. Dear Bar, fuck off that. <laughs> Mickey? Um, no, just shout out to the guys on Social Suplex and shout out to my Philadelphia Eagles for playing the Super Bowl on Sunday. Good luck to the Philadelphia Eagles. Or Phil- fly Eagles fly. Or as, fly Eagles fly, uh, as Michael Cole calls them, Philadelphia. Aye, that was weird. That what, was weird. What was that all about? Philadelphia versus Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out again yes. to One Nation Radio, SMC Wrestling Podcast and Keeping It Strong Style. Shout out as well to Kyle Moores who won the t-shirt giveaway yep. contest he shout, shout, out, shout out to James as well he cracks me up by the way on that <laughs> uh, Facebook chat he really does Aye, James is a good guy um, <laughs> he's hilarious and he doesn't like Tommaso Champa. <laughs> shout out to Rich who's been dropping some wrestling related raps recently he did a mm-hmm. Royal Rumble rap review so check that out if you can Rich Latter's page on some YouTube some really good stuff I really like him I really like him <laughs> there you go uh, Rich, Ricky really likes you <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, Kyle You'll Mills. be shouting him out every week now. Uh, <laughs> like another podcast that needs to get shouted out. It doesn't uh, anymore. No. Doesn't exist anymore. I'm no, try- it does it not? No, it's still fantastic. I'm trying to congratulate you out. Because just just like, no, I, just I mean, sh- just want to shout out my guys on the network, and that's all now. His, ho- his homies. Shout out to again Kyle Moore. The social suplex. I'm network. trying to announce. I'm trying to announce a competition winner here, guys. Can I get a bit of order <laughs> and decorum? Shout out to Kyle Moore who won the t-shirt giveaway contest by rating and reviewing the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Please keep doing so. You won't win a t-shirt this time, but just keep doing it. All right. You don't have to say all that. Well, I know. I, like you said congratulations to the guy, and then. I was going to apologise to the guy there, and we'd ruined his moment, but even for apology, I was going to fling in a DVD for him, Unforgiven 99, if you want. It's BHS, sorry. Sorry, sorry, mate. So, shout out to Kyle Moores, who has won a t shirt. Jesus Christ, is this a repeat of this or something? Right. We're going to call it quits. Thanks for listening. Keep downloading, keep rating, keep reviewing. Uh, pass it on to your friends and pass it on to your parents as well. They'll like to listen to this. <laughs> what the guy on the competition? See that for? Oh, hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> right, night, night, guys. Thanks for listening. Good night. See you next week. Take, take care, guys. Thank you. Good night. Good night.